faggots. It's the Batman. When I'm not jerking off Alfred or 69ing with the Joker, I listen to Sick and Raw. B.S. Lance, you're a faggot. Fuck you. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I am D. Simon, and uh, there is no Wackerly here this week. Oh, I was going to say I'm Wackerly. <laughs> Make a Who are you noise. trying to fool? Mm. Speaking prematurely over there. Mm. Um, Wackerly's podcasting schedule is a bit tight. As of recent, and uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm telling you, ever since he got that girlfriend, the priority of sick and wrong has steadily been decreasing. Well, do you want to talk about what's going on with him? I mean, uh, the botched penal implant, Um, (laughs) his third surgery. I feel bad for the guy. Come on, the peanut gallery chiming in here, but yeah, you know, I was going to get into that, but uh, it's kind of personal there. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, um, mean, I've never heard of a micro penis. You had to explain that to us. Before I continue, I will have to introduce my guest host that I'm actually quite grateful to filling in on short notice. This is, this is kind of cool. Uh, we have um, fan favorite and uh, my good friend Sleazy E here. What's up, Sleazy? Hey, hey, hey. It's been a while. I, I don't even recall the last time you were on the show. I know, I know. It's been like almost, I think, since you moved to L.A., I think, something like that, right? Yeah, it's been like a couple of years. You know, a lot of people still write in like, what happened to Sleazy E? Did he get his sex change yet? And uh, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You're going to have to ask him yourself. Yeah, send, send, in, the, send in our reply. We'll have to do one of those sex lines, the uh, is that gay sex, sex calls or whatever. And my second uh, co-host here, which I'm very happy to have uh, live in the Sick and Wrong studio, is a uh, local Nintendo game enthusiast, video game and designer, Whoa. and longtime fan of the show, my buddy Casey. What's up, Casey? Hey, everybody. I want to shout out to all six of you out there. <laughs> <laughs> Still has that cutting-edge humor mm. from back in the Rampage mm. days. Yeah. Casey, uh, we, we used to come into Rampage Radio way back in the days. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's nice to have you back here on the show and uh, drinking high life just like the old times. Yep. But as I was saying about Wackerly, so his priorities seem to have shifted in regards to sick and wrong. Like Wackerly's life priori- priorities used to be booze, porn, his job, Starcraft, and then sick and wrong. So sick and wrong was like four down. That's reasonable. Yeah, it, it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. But now I think Sick and Wrong has even fallen further down. Oh, no. Because of this girlfriend. So now it's booze, porn, employment, girlfriend, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe actually maybe StarCraft, then girlfriend, Starcraft. then Sick and Wrong. Oh. Yeah, StarCraft uh, is quite meaningful in Wackerly's life. I think it's always been above Sick and Wrong. But now there's girlfriend above Sick and Wrong. So, you know, I don't even know. It may, you know, currently Sick and Wrong might have even fallen lower than that. It might be under, like, Netflix now. Wow. Well, I mean, can you blame the guy? I guess. It's been a while since he's had a girlfriend. We've got some good shows on that Netflix now. I don't blame him. That's true. That's That's another thing. All that uh, quality programming on Netflix. Yeah. Orange is the New Black. Yeah. You know, Wackerly actually told me this week, he was like, the only day he could do the show was Halloween. 
Wow. Because that was the only day <laughs> he like, wasn't doing anything. That. I've got yeah. things to do on Halloween. Uh, of course. Yeah. I mean, speaking of which, Halloween, like, that's what he said to me. He was just like, you are too old to celebrate Halloween. Yeah, but you're not too old to entrap kids in your house. I mean, come on. <laughs> right? You're just to, the right age. To wipe your dick all over candy corn yeah, and then pass out to the children. Absolutely. I'm never trick-or-treating at this guy's house. No. It's an urban legend. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Unless you go to uh, the ex- Tenderloin. That's exactly what I told the cops. To Old Sleazy's house. <laughs> the legend of Old Sleazy and his jizz-infested candy you corn. you the T.O.? Yeah. Oh, well, fantastic. actually, it's officially called the Civic Center, but yeah. Oh, okay. I was on O'Farrell for a long time, and uh, yeah, good times. Yeah, he's lived there for, uh, God, I don't even know how long. You're right yeah, by yes. all the tranny hookers and the Taco Bell. Yeah, they, I, oh. they have the best of both worlds. I know that Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah, one of the most disgusting Taco Bells I've ever been to. Yep. I remember seeing a crackhead one time fighting with the, uh, the, the, the workers at that Taco Bell because she was trying to return a half-eaten Big Mac. Wow. And the, and the awesome. worker was just okay. like, that's not even Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Yeah, she's like, it's not even Taco Bell. And she, like, knocked over all the sauces. Wow. Yeah, she's really quite enraged. But you'd see that every day. I mean, come on. It's well, it's the tenderloin. What do you expect? Yeah, so, now they have a 75-year-old uh, security guard that take, takes care of business. Yeah, he's not going to let anything like that happen. <laughs> Those kind of shenanigans. Yeah, good Nip time. that right in the bud. <laughs> so how was your guys' Halloween? Did you guys have fun? Which one of us? Sleazy, you, you go first. Yeah, go ahead. Sleazy, you first. Yeah, it's bloody marvelous, mate. Bloody marvelous. Oh, um, went out as uh, the crack fox from the Mighty Boosh. The crack nice. fox. You know, you sent me a picture. I'm gonna. I might actually post that picture to the page if you don't mind. It's a no, good. It's, it's good. a damn fine outfit. How'd you do the syringes? Um. Yeah. So I did. Uh, I you know I did. I went all out and I did uh, some syringes. I, it was so funny because. I always thought that syringes were illegal to buy because, like, you know, like for dr- intravenous drug users or whatever. But if you're a diabetic, diabetic. yeah, you need yeah. it. I know, but that normally comes with, uh, you know, w- with a doctor's prescription or something. You know what I mean? But you can go into fucking any Walgreens and, you, and they're 15 cents to buy nice. a syringe. See, I'll then start. why are people sharing needles? I have no idea. That doesn't make any sense to me. Because nothing says love like Sharon and Italy, you know? <laughs> There's a bond. There's mm-hmm. a bondy so, form there. So I, um, I filled up, like, the syringes with, um, I don't know if you've seen the show, but I filled it up with, um, uh, you know, those uh, glow sticks? I cut those glow sticks open, and I sucked up the juice into the, into the syringes so it looked like the magic juice that he has in his fingers. And then I kind of glued the end shut, but um, over the over the hours of the night, it kind of ate away the. <laughs> Wait, did you have and, the needles on these syringes? Well, no, they were like they, you know, they, no, it wasn't the actual needles and stuff. But that I was about that to say was, you'd be a hazard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> filled with toxic fluid. Flicking, like you know, in a dark club, I ended up flicking like green glowing globs everywhere all up the fucking wall all up people's backs and stuff nice. i didn't even realize i turned around and it was all all up somebody's back and so wait wait like, wait was this the glow stick fluid or your own yeah fluid? the glow stick fluid, oh, i thought yeah. this was your own fluid because <laughs> under a black light you could see that shit I, my, mine glows in the dark yeah i always say to everyone don't shine a black light near my computer please <laughs> yeah my computer it looks like a murder scene leave a black light away yeah. from that area but um yeah, so it was really quick. And then my, they started falling apart in my hand later on. So I went to the bathroom, and I was going to throw them away. And my friend grabbed one, and he just went, squeezed it, and it went all over the freaking wall in the bathroom. 
everywhere, and it was just gl- all this glowing goop all over the wall. And I was like, "It sounds like great. the Halloween version of Brokeback Mountain." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody's, you know, everybody saw me. They're gonna know who did it, though. You know, the yeah, guy with the they, glowing yeah, stuff. Like, exactly. I mean, yeah, like they'd easily be. I mean, you must have been the prime suspect. Exactly. So I'm just like, "Fuck that!" So yeah. So we let we uh skedaddle real quick. Oh. Got the hell out of there. Sprayed so. green goo and ran. Yeah, <laughs> I see. Yeah. How, I see how it is. Was that at the club? Like, what club were you yeah. at? Oh, a club on like actually really in a bad neighborhood. Monarch on Six and Mission, pretty bad uh, neighborhood. Of, yeah, but uh, you must have been popular in that area with a hand just full of syringes. Yeah, and like That's you true. know, dressed up like a crack, like a crack fox. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you must have like fit in. Like I've always said, if you can't get a blowjob in that area without you know, with a handful of syringes, yeah, you're not what, trying. Yeah, you're not yeah trying. what are you trying to do? Yeah. What, what did you do for Halloween, Casey? I uh, I worked that day. And it takes me two hours to get home, stuck in traffic. And uh, I've Jesus I've Christ, only been living sucks. in WeHo or next to WeHo now for like you know six months, and I didn't know WeHo. This. WeHo is West Hollywood for the uninformed out there. Oh, that's right. We're global, so there's an option. Well, there's going, Hollywood. WeHo. There's Hollywood. There's North Hollywood. There's West Hollywood. West Hollywood's kind of like the Castro area. That's true. It's like uh, the gay area of Hollywood. I don't have to go far for a blowjob. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually live in Hollywood. So, you know, I didn't realize that the insanity that was going to take place. I come home, and it's just, you know, bumper-to-bumper traffic. I can't park. I'm circling ah. for like an hour. I finally park in a meter spot. And then I get home, and, you know, choppers are circling because that's L.A. Ghetto birds are flying around, and I just hear chaos just in the distance. I'm like, I, I got to check this chaos out. Chaos or RuPaul? It was, it was actually uh, Queen Latifah was the oh, queen. Okay. She wow. got crowned. She got crowned. Nice. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm going down there. So I went down there. My roommate was down there. I thought maybe naively I'd be able to find her. No, there's 70,000 people on the streets. Five DJs playing, you know, the electronic music. And can you uh, drink in the streets? Just I like that? filled every pocket with a beer, and I did three shots before I walked out the door. So uh, yeah, and I wasn't dressed up. I guess I was just drunk guy. And uh, yeah, I wandered around, and I must say the Spank Bank is completely filled. There was boots yeah, but with everywhere. pics of naked men. Actually, I've been to the Castro, and <laughs> I've seen that party quite a few times. And uh, yeah, there's lots of sparkly cocks hanging out, and you got to act but, like you're. That was actually sleazy (laughs) a few years ago. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But this was not that at all. This was actresses or women that want to be actresses, half naked, walking around. Wait, all the L.A. like hot model chicks? Oh, my God. It was that was it. I mean, uh, I crammed myself into the crowd, and as I walked through, I brushed boob after boob. And uh, what more could you want? I mean, seriously. You're like the pervert that they warn like these women Oh, about. absolutely. Like, you're the reason girls, you're, but you're the reason girls buy pepper spray. Ab- yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> if the bar's empty and there's like one girl on the entire bar, I'll just stand right next to her, you know? Is that a video camera on your shoe? That, that just <laughs> might be. <laughs> Well, you know, I've heard about the West Hollywood uh, shenanigans. I've, I've heard about the party that they have there on Halloween. I've never actually checked it it's out. It's something to behold. Well, the reason I've never checked it out is because it's such a bitch to get to that area. Too. I agree. I, I live right there. I couldn't help it. I wanted to go home that night and play some GTA. <laughs> I was like, so you're like, I might as well go see titties. Yeah. Well, I didn't even know what I was going to see. All I saw was circling <laughs> helicopters. But for me, though, I mean, traffic in Hollywood was insane. Yeah. I mean, it was bumper to bumper. You couldn't even travel in Hollywood. Right. And there's no way to get – I'd have to drive all the way across town to yeah. the West Hollywood area. Yeah. It would probably take – 
What normally should take about 10 minutes would probably take me about an hour and a half. At least. And, well, you'd have to find yourself a maniac yeah. cab driver. I saw plenty of those. And but the cabs sides... aren't even be able to go through because it's bumper-to-bumper traffic. Yeah, yeah. Side streets. Yeah, side streets. And we just – I don't know. I've yeah. never actually successfully made it to that area. Man, maybe I'll check it out next – I always thought it was just a big gay, like – uh, Well, I mean, I'm sure – Big gay party. It's the gay part of town, and there's a lot of gay bars, but there was a lot of non-gay people, too. Here. Wow. Well, I mean, you know, Sleazy, you remember the parties in the Castro. Yeah, Castro was, yeah, obviously, that's a super gay area, but... Um, it was as, everybody. As you, I mean, it was like, it was so mixed. It was just like, yeah. you know, naked just chicks, got, like, trannies, yeah. everything. It just got too out of hand that they had to shut it down, you know? What was the deal? People were getting shot, Yeah, people though. were getting shot. That's what like, happened. Gangbangers. Gangbangers I mean, up. It, but I think that was just because of, like, volume of people. It was just getting too f- crazy. You couldn't even move for, like, you know, ten, five blocks or something, you know? So, yeah, that, they was a, that was a fun party, though. I it, remember going down there, and do you remember in uh, the movie Dragnet when uh, they're walking around with a plate of pills, and you could buy whatever pill you wanted? I just saw, like, guys now holding... that sounds like a dream I had the other night. ...tackle boxes filled with pills, and I got, like, two Kalanapin for 20 bucks. <laughs> I would be kind of nervous buying pills from some random dude. Well, when you're young, what are you going to do, you know? I mean, he looked legitimate, you know? Do you I, walk funny the next like day? <laughs> he was in a doctor's outfit. I do have no recollection of how I get home, I will admit. I think three quarters of a fifth and uh, a couple of Klonopin, and, uh, you know, I was just happy sure to be alive. And that's sure. the reason you had that colostomy bag. Yeah, you sure One. it wasn't Rohypno? <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> That would have been bonus, though. You know? Yeah, you know, I'm gonna next year. Maybe I'll try to make it out to the WeHo Halloween. This year, I went to a Halloween party uh, with that chick that I've been hanging out with, and uh, it was a good time. Actually, you know, it was if it, once again, like I, I think I, I talked about this last week in the podcast. She's like really into cosplay, and I get to it a little bit but later. What he didn't mention last week's podcast is she's 300 pounds and into cosplay. <laughs> and which, she's which got makes a furry it belly button. Because, <laughs> it makes it difficult because she's limited as to the characters she can dress up as. There's the human blob. Well, it hasn't stopped her. <laughs> the manatee version of all the different superheroes. But no, we, we went to this like party and uh, you know people were t- people take that shit very seriously there. Yeah, I, I was dressed up as, as Bloody Ash at the, at the beginning of um, Army of Darkness. Uh, with the chainsaw and everything, which uh, people seem to be into. How long did that costume take you to actually put together and make? It just—it was just. I went to to the Goodwill and I bought like a blue shirt, okay, and some uh, tan pants. All right, and all then right. I did buy like a chainsaw from a Halloween store, okay. That I just kind of ripped the inside out, and then I just poured blood all over me. All right, that, uh, use a real that's chainsaw? acceptable. I should. Well, that would be too heavy to use a real chainsaw. So okay. yeah, I, ju- I just wanted to say hey, it didn't take all me right. that long. But there are people there though. Yeah. Who you know spend months making their Halloween costumes, and not just Halloween costumes. These are costumes that they they wear to like the conventions, like this weekend, the Kamikaze convention. Good lord. Yeah. So um, anyway, I mean the party was fun. There was a shitload of people. I forget who was there. There were a bunch of actor types there as well. But it always blows my mind when you see like the chicks in their slutty outfits, and it's like you know it's like fifty degrees outside. Yeah, yeah. You know? It doesn't stop them. No, and I mean I, I appreciate it. I mean, one year I've been as Magnum P.I., so I put the uh, fake mustache on, and I put the Detroit Tiger cap on, and I had to walk around in a Hawaiian shirt when it was freezing out. I'm like, this is bullshit, you know? <laughs> Meanwhile, there's you know, hard nipples all around me, and uh, yeah, I, I don't get it. I do like the hard nips. I guess, you know, the, the, I guess what my segue here is that, so this weekend was uh, Kamikaze, 
And so a lot of these people that were dressed up for Halloween use these same costumes to wear to uh, the, the Kamikaze event, which is like Comic-Con. It's like a big comic book convention. Did you go to it this I year? did not. Um, you know, it was it was fun. You're sleazy. You used to you've been to WonderCon, haven't you? In SF? Yeah, I've been to a bunch of them. I used to when I used to live in San Diego. I went to Comic Con. Oh, the Comic Con started in San Diego. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, a bunch of them. But obviously, I uh, I didn't dress up. Well, I went one time in my birthday suit, but that but I didn't actually get in. In your birthday suit, yeah. Me. <laughs> um, Kamikaze is uh, Stan Lee and Elvira's creation, I guess. And it's ba- it's basically like a, a, a smaller version of Comic Con. May I ask but real quickly? But it's uh, anime, isn't it? Is it isn't it based on anime? Or is it just, no, it's is not it, anime. No, it's all yeah. comic books. Oh, okay. But, but uh, you met Elvira. You interviewed her on yeah, your show. Elvira's How do those six year old boobs uh, look in person? I gotta say, if Elvira looked, turned at me and was just like, "Hey, do you want to fuck after the show?" I would have. You would have banged a sixty year old uh, for sure. Wow. She well, is you know, smoking. She, she still she looks, looks good. Yeah. She wasn't yeah. in her Elvira outfit. She was exactly. In her, Could you bang her out of her Elvira outfit? For sure. <laughs> really? But you know, I'd have to ask her though. Would I, well, you, I mean, you know. if she. But I'm just saying, if she offered, hmm. like, if she was like, "Hey, you want to have sex after this?" I would have done it just because of all the times I've masturbated to her. When Absolutely. I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, she was like, you know, our, our prepubescent wet dream. Absolutely. All of us. And that yeah. terrible movie. When you were a kid, you loved it. You yeah. watch it as an adult, you're Elvira like, what Mistress the fuck the was I thinking? Good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I think we're just watching, to, watching it to look at her tits. I think so, too, yeah. And, and there were some other gratuitous points where she was like bent over. You could see her ass. Well, everything was a sexual innuendo, too, yeah. you know, that we didn't get when we watched it the first time. I don't time even remember when that movie came out. It was like the 80s, right? 80s, uh, late 80s? Early 90s, I think. It was the early 90s? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Wayne's World era, I think. Uh, she was so hot. She still looked good. I saw her. She was at Kamikaze doing signings. And because she was on the Obscene series a couple weeks ago, we got to hang out with her. Mm-hmm. I also saw, like, back in the green room, I also saw Bruce Campbell. Nice. Which is pretty rad. Bruce Campbell apparently was uh, doing signings there. There must have been 400 people in line yeah, that's just getting autographed. Yeah. Um, 50 bucks a picture with an autograph. No, oh, shit. Were you dressed as then or not? No, I, I didn't dress yeah. up for this. <laughs> Although I was wearing the sick and wrong uh, Quado tee. Nice. Which is, you know, I've got to represent. I kind of lose respect for uh, actors that charge the 50 bucks for an autograph. I mean, I know you got to make a few bucks to go there, but do you really got to charge $50? William Shatner talking to you. That's not for a picture. That was just for the autograph on a, like, well, autograph with a picture of him, but not a picture with the celebrity. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Weird Al is 40. Jesus. And, but I mean, like the, the New York ones, uh, Sylvester Stallone was 500, wasn't it? Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, what are they thinking? I'd, I'd, rather have, I'd rather have a picture of Bruce Campbell, though, than uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, I would, too. Is it naked? Is he naked in the picture? Or? Only in your dreams. In your, <laughs> your personal Comic-Con. With a little bit of Photoshop, he could be naked. Sleazy <laughs> East personal guy. Comic-Con. Just a, like a naked Stallone, a naked Dolph Lundgren, naked play, Bruce Campbell. I'll put his head on Elvira's body. <laughs> Although, you know what? You get a picture from First Blood. You have Stallone sign that. You frame that and you put that on the wall. That's something. That's no, I mean something. it would be kind of cool to have. You know, there's a picture, a really great picture of uh, of uh, Bruce Campbell as Bubba Hotep, and I was like, God, that'd be awesome to have a signature yeah. with that. But I'm like, fifty bucks. I've gotten him to sign all of his books whenever he does a book release party. It's free. You, well, know? you know, I've met him twice. Like I went yeah. to uh, a couple screenings, of the Bubba Hotep screening. We were just talking about Lemire, that. Yeah, and I he hung out afterwards too. as a meet and greet. And then uh, I saw him in uh, college. They showed uh, Army of Darkness, and he hung out after that, yeah. and like uh, he was even having beers with people. 
I drank with him for two hours, and his wife yeah. made him go. So, I mean, it, for me, I'm just kind of like, I'm not going to stand in line for three hours yeah. just to get an autograph that I'm paying 50 bucks for. Right. And, they, and they hurry you along those lines, too. I mean, you got to move, move, move. Yeah, you, you, can, you don't have time to chat. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of who else was there. Uh, Edward James Olmos was there. Uh, the guy who played one of the Hicks, the brothers in Walking Dead, Rooker, Michael Rooker. Okay. He was there. Yeah. Um, do you know who's there? Jombie, the genie from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Nice. Yeah. And uh, Charlie's mom, who played Miss Yvonne. Really? Yeah, Charlie's mom from It's Always Sunny. We were chatting with her for a little bit. Now, you know, Miss Yvonne was kind of odd. Is, but... is she really a, like a wasted old lady or what? No, she, she's in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia now. I didn't even know that. Yeah, and like she's, I guess she's. That's what I mean. I only know her from that. So, and she plays some crazy, like, drunk, uh, smoking old lady, doesn't she? She looked kind of hot as uh, Miss Yvonne, though. Yeah. Back in the Pee Wee days. Yeah. Yeah. Did did you see that new Pee Wee that he did on uh, Broadway and then it was on HBO for the one off there? Yeah, he did like a live theatrical performance. In in that one. Yeah. Well, I think she she definitely doesn't, she didn't hold up as well as Elvira, put it that way. Okay. All yeah, right. but Elvira's line. I mean, there must have been like 200 people, maybe 300 people in line to meet Elvira too. Really? I guess uh, Bruce Campbell was uh, addressed the audience. They had like a moderator, and he like did a Q and A session. He was saying that they're going to do Army of Darkness too. Yeah, I read about that. That's and, coming out uh, soon. I've been waiting for that for quite some time now. But yeah. anyway, what my point is about this Kamikaze, it was fun to walk around, and there were so many beautiful women dressed up as different comic book characters, which makes sense to me. Like, uh, you know, the girl that I hang out with that's really into cosplay, she's hot and it makes sense. She dresses up as one of these characters and that's what she's into. Well, no, but that's what she's into. And I I give girls that dress up as sexy comic book characters a pass. I think it's kind of sexy. It also fits in with the the whole point of comic books, which has the hyper-sexualized male fantasy of, uh, of these women. Like, if you look at any comic book, women are always just like, you know, they're, they're shaped perfectly. They're wearing those skin-tight outfits. Right. Breasts look amazing. So it's awesome when you walk around like uh, Kamikaze and you see these girls, like, you know, the characters come to life. My problem is the dudes. Seriously? My problem is the, du- the girls that have no business wearing those small outfits. Okay, them around. too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to include them. The, yeah. yeah, the 250-pounders yes. that are trying to look like, yes. you know, sexy Psylocke or Storm from the X-Men. If you can like, fill your navel with ranch dressing and dip a chip into it, don't wear a sexy, you know, cosplay costume. Yeah, it's not attractive. But you know, it's the dudes, though, that I don't get. Like, when did this happen? When did it happen with... I guess uh, with with masculinity, the when has masculinity of the been compromised? I feel like dudes that spend their time making costumes that they can wear out to the different conventions, and and, and this is what they do. I mean, there are a lot of guys that do this. Like uh, you know, the, the girl I hang out with, her friends. This is their thing. They they do co- they have costuming parties. So instead of going like Harry uh, Harry Potter and stuff, well, like yeah. no, but like yeah. on a Saturday night, instead of going out to go see Death Angel or Slayer and get shit faced and maybe get in a fight and go home or whatever, go to Jumbo's and get wasted, they're having a costuming party to make their costume for the next convention. Yeah, I don't understand the millennials. And some of these costumes I understand are are very impressive. Yes, the, you look and exactly they spend like so Gambit. Much money. They invest yeah. so much money on Did, putting into those fifteen hundred to you know? two thousand dollars. This guy spent on this Gambit costume, and I was looking. I'm like, yes, you look exactly like Gambit. What does that matter? But the re- it, does that get you late? The real problem, maybe, but the real problem is you should be studying for something for your career at, when you're 20. You know what I mean? Every effort you do in your 20s should go towards, you know, having a career and like getting out. I, 
with life and get out of your parents' basement, you know? Well, but, I mean, beyond <laughs> that, it's like go to a strip. But when I was their age, maybe I'm too old and I just don't get it. Like well, I just don't get right the now. millennials. Okay, maybe, the I, maybe I do. But when I was that age, I was doing a lot of mushrooms. I smoked yes. a lot of weed. Yeah. We would go get fucked up at like Jumbo Strip Club or we'd go see a lot of shows. Like what, what happened I to I didn't shows? have the motor skills to build a costume at that age I would, because I was wasted. Well, I wouldn't build a costume. Like when did it become all about costumes? I don't know. I, I thought it was know. about like these conventions were for nerds to go out and find like issue number forty three of Spider Man. That's exactly or why I stopped going to conventions. I've been going to conventions since the early nineties and right around the early two thousands I went to San Diego Comic Con and I'm there to basically leaf through old, you know, archive uh, boxes of books that smell like mildew, find some rare issues, and I'm walking around, and I swear to God, Angelina Jolie was promoting one of the Tomb Raider movies. Oh, so this was recent. This is in the past no, few No, no, this was uh, 2001, 2002, like the oh, first okay. Tomb Raider movie. And uh, I swear to God, people around me, I'm on my hands and knees looking for whatever old issue of Doctor Strange, and someone started crying. There was a guy crying because Angelina Jolie was there. They were jumping up, and I couldn't even see her. She was probably a good 20 feet from me. I couldn't see her. The nerd frenzy was incredible, and it, and it, hit, it dawned on me right then. It's changing. Like Hollywood has infiltrated a, the nerd culture, and a, now it's chic. Well, that's what people say. It's, it's become geek chic. Right. Or, yeah. It's like, and well, I mean, look at, like, look at, the, look at the, you know, the number one selling movies in, in Hollywood right now. And the top five, you know, the top five are like comic book movies. Yeah, Scott's, absolutely. You know, Superman and Spider-Man and Batman. And, yeah, but I we mean, used to have comic but We had comic book movies not in the like 80s. Not like today. Not, you know. Well, we, no, we, they're not mega blockbusters. We, you know, we had Batman, I guess, Tim Burton's Big Batman. Big CGI masturbation fest. That's what they are. Yeah, I mean, back in our day, they did stunts. Yeah, back in our day, people died on the set of Lou uh, Ferrigno did his own stunts. <laughs> he was true. there too, actually. By the way. Nice. Yeah, but I mean, you know, look at like Mad Max. There were like what yeah. three people died making that, and that was a, a Mortal movie, and that's stood this test of time. You can watch it, it now. It amazing. Yeah, but I, you know, I read during I mean, the Avengers though, three guys got carpal tunnel syndrome in their wrist. <laughs> yeah, they did from all that typing, from masturbating. Yeah, in the mouse, you know, using sometimes, their mouses, the mouses. Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes if you don't have those ergonomic mouses, that's true. You know, it can hurt your wrist. You know, it's a risk. These mm -hmm. movies. It's a damn shame. But, uh, you know, Casey, you sound like a bitter nerd. Like, you know, Wackerly laments this on the – he's lamented this on the show several times, that if he was a nerd today, like if he was in he'd high school cool. today, he would be getting laid. And, you know, pe girls would be impressed by his knowledge of the – you know, which – you know, all the different Doctor Whos. I have to Like, concur. oh, my favorite Doctor Who actor. But back in the 80s, he was condemned. Yep. He was beaten. Yep. Um, he was probably sodomized with a pool cue a couple of times, and that explains it his personality. It happened to all of us. It happened to all of us. But, <laughs> but you know, I mean, are you bitter about that? I'll tell you what makes me absolutely mental. I'm watching late night talk show Conan, Jimmy Kimmel, whatever. There's some beautiful fucking young chick on there, and she goes, oh, my God, I'm such a nerd. I was such a nerd. <laughs> and I just look at her, and I'm like, you know what? Did you ever get punched in the face so many times your glasses broke every day? <laughs> I don't think so. Did you uh, get off your school bus? and walk home the three miles because you didn't want to get punched in the face on your bus because you're reading a Spider-Man comic? I don't think so. You don't, you don't go around bragging but, about uh, being a nerd. But you know what, though? Kids you tell your today, shrink. But kids today, though, would probably commit suicide because they're shamed on Facebook. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. The Facebook you know? would have been brutal as a young person. I but, but instead, that's what happens. They managed to survive, and uh, now they're, like, uh, making movies. Well, now it's cool to go to the theater and see Spider-Man. It's totally acceptable, yeah. you know? And and for hot chicks to dress up in those sexy Absolutely. outfits. Which is the allure of comic, Comic-Con or Kamikaze. There's- I've never been to Comic-Con, but Kamikaze... But there were some amazing-looking women at this thing. And you're allowed to stare at them. Yeah. I mean, they're, I mean, they're wearing, like, corsets. and uh, They're saying, look at me. You're not staring them as women. You're staring them as the comic book characters, right? So as the okay. comic book characters. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so yeah, it was it was fun to go check it out this weekend. It's kind of like uh, you know the wrapping up of the Halloween weekend. You know, uh, Sleazy, you were telling me, didn't you go see Deicide? Uh, was it Friday night? Oh, yeah. nice. What what happened? But someone was like, was it, oh, it was, that it was show? Someone was crazy. Yeah, I someone mean, that, was like it, shot it, or something. What? So listen to this. So uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I guess I kicked off my Halloween uh, week um, going to see some metal shows. I went to see Death Angel. Uh, record release and uh, that you know, and then the next night was de- uh, Deicide. <laughs> Deicide. Uh, I do like Deicide. I, 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 I like Cannibal like Corpse too. I can't help yeah. it. It's so funny. Like you walk in, like uh, Death Angel were playing the same like two nights in a row, so they were actually playing the same night as uh, Deicide. So we were walking down the street, and it was just packed. The whole street. And then the clubs were right next to each other, so the whole street was like filled with dirge. Like, you know, the, the, the scum of humanity. Um, so we go into the show, the Deerside show, and it was, it was fucking scary. Like, there was big-ass dudes punching and kicking in the pit. The Where was it? The whole place was going off. Is that DNA on uh, 11? Oh, that's so, small. Huh, yeah. yeah, that's a, yeah. Wow. And it was nuts. Like, it was like, you know, big-ass. You could look in their eyes and, like, these guys are not, you know, they're there's two cans short of something, right? So, like, we're, we're like, you know, I'm, like, kind of, like, staying away from the pit. And things were getting great. Like, almost to the point where I think they were going to shut it down. But then they, did, they didn't or whatever. But I was, like, it's so funny to think that, you know, the night before, like, Death Angel, like, Mar- the singer Marcos Aguedo, Death Angel, he's like, oh, it's so good to have you out here. You guys rock, da, da, da. Like, here we are. This is our new song, Bleep, bleep, bleep. It was like a Justin Bieber concert. <laughs> yeah, but he's enthusiastic. I, I saw him no, down no, here at the no, Whiskey. He's amazing. He's, yeah. he's amazing. The band's amazing. But it was just so nice and sweet. And everybody just kind of stood around because they're all farts and stuff. Fans of Death Angel, you know. And then fucking next night, Deicide fucking carving up everything. <laughs> <laughs> just purely satanic and people yeah, beating and it was, each you other. Know, Glenn Benton still guys, you know, he's fucking filled out quite a bit since the good old days but he still guys upside down can you still see it the brand it's like a brand yeah. in his forehead yeah 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 oh, I, nice. I mean i got i got quickly got close enough to see it and then ran away screaming but um but yeah i mean it was nuts it was totally nuts and i was like kind of joking going wow this is a uh, this is pretty you know scary whatever so wait and were then- you wearing your old greg outfit with the tutu <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> And when you call the big guys your fags, like you guys are a bunch of fags in your tutu. <laughs> I didn't have the green, the green. I just had half of it on. I just oh, had the tutu. okay, all right. So I didn't have the green wall paint on. Um, but anyway, then I found out like two days later they played El Paso, and some dude in the pit, this is our metal, fucking grabbed. He had um, a knife and he slit three people's Jesus, throat in damn. the pit from ear to ear. Holy they, wow! They they jumped him and got him and you know. 
everybody they beat the, the crap out of the guy. They don't check you for knives before a deicide deal at the door. Yeah, you think you'd get patted? Did you guys get searched? No, I didn't. We didn't go. No, at DNA, we didn't get searched. No, I, I can't oh believe they God. didn't pat you down for that. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I, I got searched to go see Faith No More. <laughs> you know? Yeah, here, uh, you know, uh, Joe Kelly came down last weekend. We went and saw Slayer on uh, Monday night. Uh, when did Slayer played up in the Bay Area too, right? Yeah, well, was, yeah, I, I didn't actually go to that, but we it's were actually expensive. hanging out with uh, Gary Holt, the, the you know the the guitar player of. Um, yeah, he replaced Hanneman at, at, at Death Angel with his uh, with his uh, with his wife. It was kind of funny because uh, Joe, Joe asked him like, like "Oh, so I'm coming to your show in L.A. next week," and he goes, "Yeah, Satan is going to be in the house." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I gotta say, Slayer played a great show. Is that Palladium? Is that at the Palladium? Is the first time in 25 years they played yeah, in L.A. because yeah, they uh, apparently were banned from the Palladium because of a riot that happened 25 years ago. But, they, you know, they sounded great. It was a cool show. Uh, me and Joe Kelly got absolutely obliterated. I mean, we drank like... As you should for a Slayer Well, we show. drank like three or four, like, 24-ounce beers at the Palladium. Then we went to Loaded nice. and went bar. We drank, we, we drank a few more drinks there with some, with some shots. And some weirdo was buying Joe shots. I don't know why. But whatever. We were drinking more shots. Then we go to, the, uh, we go to Jumbo's. Why does every night. night with you always end up? Ah, then we went to Jumbo's. Jumbo's my neighborhood right bar. Yeah, it's right by my house. So it's the one it's bar awesome. that you go to. But so we're at Jumbo's, and I don't even at this. I don't even remember being at Jumbo's, but we're there. We're drinking. And at one point, like Joe got up to use the bathroom. We come out. We're leaving because they're kicking everybody out. It's last call. And some big like meathead ball guy was all like starting a fight with me and Joe outside in the parking lot. I didn't even tell, know there was a fight the going reason. on. Tell well, the that's reason. the thing. I didn't know what was going on because I'm standing there like, what's happening? Like, is there a fight starting? And Joe's just – Joe doesn't give a shit. Joe's just standing there just like, are we going to do this? Let's go. And the guy's like all talk and his friends are keeping him away. And Joe's just ready to knock the guy out. Like he's just like, all right, let's go. And the guy's like, you're disrespecting me. So finally we just end up walking away and nothing happened. But I asked Joe, I'm like, what, what's the deal? He goes – I guess uh, he's like, you know, I was in the bathroom when I was leaving. The guy stopped him and put his hand on his chest and was like, you need to wash your hands, buddy. <laughs> Joe was like, get your fucking hand off me. And uh, he was like, you should wash your hands. And he was like, you should, shut yeah, he was like you should shut the fuck up. And he walked out and said the guy was all upset and wanted to fight him because he didn't wash his hands. Wow. But, you know, you really should wash your hands. Yeah, right? yeah I, I, mean, I couldn't yeah. believe that. I yeah. was like, you know what? The guy's kind of right. Yeah. You know, you never. Joe's a fucking bartender. Doesn't wash <laughs> yeah. his hands. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That's he, illegal in the state of California. Right. He said he never does. He, doesn't, he thinks it's unsanitary to wash your hands because you're touching the sink. Although, you know, my cock is probably one of the cleanest parts of my body. If I'm just touching cock and nothing else, eh, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, the door it's handle. friction kills all the germs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I spend the most time on it in the shower, too. You know, it's like soaped up the most. I, you know, I, it would have been a, it would have been funny if the fight actually did happen, just because uh, Joe didn't wash his hands. And that was in the police report. I mean, you know, like, I was saying to did Joe, not wash his hands. I was saying to Joe, why didn't you just wipe your hands all over the guy? Oh god, yeah, like, like, the bathroom. Space. That's yeah, a small bathroom to fight in. The OCD bathroom <laughs> monitor at Jumbo's. I don't, I don't know, hmm. but anyway, it was a good and Halloween. That's, a, that's the cleansiest place to be in. Yeah, it probably is like the, the the bathroom at Jumbo's. <laughs> Can you imagine how many diseases are floating around in there? I wouldn't eat off the floor. Uh, that's disgusting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, people, this is episode four hundred five here of uh, Sick and Wrong. Uh, you know the way the show works. We're going to keep it to the the regular structure. We got a bunch of people send in some uh, great stories here this week. You can send your story to Sick and Wrong Podcast at hotmail dot com. If we do use your story and we give you credit, we will send you a Sick and Wrong care package. I promise. 
Uh, we did get some good stories. Even Casey even brought his own stories in. Like Sleazy E. Sleazy E doesn't bring anything. Just his charm oh. and his wit. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, no, I, I got to take it back. Sleazy E did pick out the sick and wrong song of the week, which we'll get to a little later. But uh, but Casey did bring in some stories as well. And listeners sent in some stories. So it's going to be a good show. Um, before we get to our first story here for episode 405, here's a word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So the first story we got here was sent in by Tully. Tully. That, that sounds like a UK name, like an English name to me. Tully. It has that, yeah. I'm Tully Tulliver from, uh, I don't know, <laughs> Falmsboro. <laughs> where, where are you from, uh, Sleazy? From Shakespeare. Um, I'm from Southern, well, all over, I guess. My, all my family are from Liverpool. But uh, I was born in Bristol, where Banksy's from. And, but I grew up in southern, like in affluent South, in a place called Winchester. Hampshire. Affluent South, wait, with, with the with the, uh, the posh people of the UK. Yes, yes the very posh people. I always knew he was posh. Downtown. Yeah. I went to the same school as Colin Firth. Oh, ooh, wow. that is posh. Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> And his dad was a professor, a professor at the college that I went to after that. <clears throat> <laughs> well, what did you study in college? Bullshit. Fox no, hunting. Uh, no, actually, I did. A, I have a degree in law. So men like, shaving. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a degree in law. <laughs> yeah. Well, consumer law. It's a, you know. It's a, How come you're not a barrister? Well, not you know, like whenever you go somewhere else, the law doesn't that doesn't mean anything anywhere. That's why you get so many Indian cab drivers, yeah, the doctors, you know. They qualify yeah, you to drive yeah. a cab in America. Exactly. <laughs> a once you live here, yeah, you got to like, uh, um, yeah, you know, you'd have to go back to law school and take the bar and all that. Start all over again, yeah. Yeah, not worth it. Anyway, uh, Tully sent in this story. A few people actually sent this one in, too. It's a good one. It, it kind of reminds me of the book Johnny Got His Gun. Also, the Metallica song, One, from uh, Injustice for All, which is one of the best Metallica songs. Uh, probably the best. Yeah, yeah it's That video, too. You know, oh, The it, video it, is great for that. But isn't that footage from the movie? I think so. Some of it. Yeah. Um, Before Metallica sucked. Yeah. Remember that? It was crazy. Before Metallica sucked. Yeah, when did, did you, wait, Sleazy, didn't you go see that 3D movie of Metallica? Yeah, I went, and J- and James Hetfield was like uh, the, the MC for it, and it was oh, like, nice. he, he came in and went, <laughs> hi, everybody, uh, da, 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 and then he left. It was like, it was terrible. He's got no time And then for the that. movie, like, I, I thought the movie was going to have some kind of like narrative or some kind of story, which it does, but it's like so minimal. So basically, you're watching a live, a live, you know. Well, it's was well it, was done, it like a know, live show? What's that? Was it like a live show? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty amazing live show. I mean, they have all these crazy props and stuff popping up here and there and stuff, and then but you have to deal with fucking idiot Lars. Oh, Lars! Yeah, I'm doing you know double 
double uh, devil horns and stuff. And they got the camera like in his drum kit and stuff too, right? Well, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was 3D and stuff, that. but they kept flashing around and that. And then they kind of pretended things happened like that really weren't supposed to happen, which obviously were. It was just, it was kind of cheesy, but it wasn't, it wasn't good and it wasn't bad. I guess it hasn't really doing, been doing very well. So, I, did yeah. it even come out? Like, did it have a full yeah, theatrical yeah, release? It I don't remember yeah. seeing that. Yeah. It, it, I think it's already, theater. it was at the Arclight. Oh, was it Arclight? I think it's faded now, though. I think it's done. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just it, it. To me, it seemed just so self-aggrandizing. Like, why does Metallica yeah. need to come out with a movie? Because they're not selling albums the way they used to. And yeah, Mars exactly. needs a gold-plated swimming pool. You know, his gold-plated swimming pool is trying to tarnish. And he's Ever like, MP3s. <laughs> Damn you, kids! I'll put out a movie. Ever since some kind of monster. Oh god! I just would never want to see Metallica on film again. Yeah, that was pathetic. Well, destroyed my childhood. Well, it's funny too. Like, um, I was just I was just listening to. Um, to an interview on a podcast with Matt Sorum. And uh, he was, I guess he's best, like, super buddies with Lars. And he was talking about, uh, they they used to go to strip clubs together, like, uh, when they went on tour, but even even back in L.A. And and Lars was just really super upset that whenever they went to a strip club, there was no Metallica being played in a strip club. (laughs) And But they would play, like, Guns N' Roses or The Cult and stuff, right, which Matt played in they, I always played sad but true almost every time I work. No, listen, 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 listen. Right. So this is free. This free is black free album, the, yeah. the black album, right? Strippers don't so, want to strip the sanitarium, you know? Right, exactly. So, <laughs> they should. So, so Matt said to Lars, well, you've got to do something sexy and groovy. That's what the girls want to dance to. Oh. like, really? Yeah, this is. And then he, like, laid it out and said, this is what you've got to do, blah, blah. And that's what caught, that is what turned out to be the black album with Enter Sandman. And sad but true. And then he, they, I guess they were on tour in like Peru or Brazil or something. And they went into a strip club. First, they walked straight in there, and Enter Sandman was playing Police. And he said, "I've never seen Lars smile so much in my whole life." Oh God, I, you know, I'm going to tell my my one strip club encounter with that asshole. Oh, you have one? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, you know, those guys used to come into the Gold Club a lot. Uh, not Kirk Hammett, but uh, Hetfield and Lars would come in there. Well, a lot. Lars lived in the or lives in the Hate, right? Well, no, I worked, but the uh, the Gold Club was uh, South of Market. Right, right, right. But he lived in San Francisco. Yeah, so. I think I don't actually. Sleazy, does Lars live in San Francisco? I thought it was North Bay. Yeah, well, yeah, I think Lars lives in North Bay, but Kirk has a house on the in the you know cliff. What's it called? Sea Cliff or oh, yeah. where Robin Williams is. Yeah. I never saw Kirk, though, at any of the strip clubs I worked at. But I did see Hetfield and Lars, and Lars by, by, on his own at a couple of the ones on Broadway. But anyway, this particular night, I was working at uh, the Gold Club. And I saw those guys were there because people were all freaking out, like, oh, my God, Lars and Hetfield are here. And I think I did spin uh, Sad But True, but usually – Every girl would dance. One, any girl that was into metal would usually dance a sad but true. And this is a crowd pleaser. She'd make a lot of money. So at one point, uh, Lars came up into the DJ booth. And he was like sitting there. And I'm like, oh, my God, Lars Ulrich in the DJ booth. It's amazing. And we had a mutual friend in common that used to do uh, Rampage Radio, that hosted Rampage Radio, Ron Quintana. So we started chatting. We were getting along swimmingly, talking for about I don't know, five minutes or so. And then he started cutting up lines on the uh, table no shit. in the DJ booth. If my manager came in, I would just get fired on the spot. Like that shit is even if it was Lars, though, doesn't matter. Drugs in the DJ, but you get fired on the spot. So I was kind of, you know, I was contemplating maybe I should tell him to just go to the bathroom and do that. But then I was thinking, how cool would it be 
to do a line with Lars Ulrich. This would yeah, probably fine. be one of the coolest, yeah. the coolest moments of my life. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to let him go. So he cuts up like six lines on the table, does all six, and then leaves. What a dick. What a dick. What a dick. What a dick. Jeopardized my strip God. club career. He can't sympathize with a little man. I know. You know working his ass off as a strip the club The salt DJ. of the earth here. Exactly. Does not deserve to do Jesus. cocaine with the elitist, Scumbag. Lars Ulrich. Scumbag. It's not even that good of a drummer. Right? You know what, though? They were on uh, Howard Stern uh, recently, and they did three songs on Stern Live. And I must have missed it, but now Hetfield sings everything. Huh, he does yeah. not scream in key. Yeah. He sings as if he's singing. And it's like, when the fuck did this happen? He's telling Howard, oh, I got to warm up my voice. When did Hetfield ever have to warm up his voice? You know? Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't recall that. But, it's like, uh, he thinks they're professional. Fucking Frank Sinatra now. Like, come on. What the <laughs> fuck happened to those guys? I think what happened was uh, mainstream success in 19, what, 88? Not even 88. I mean, really, no, the was, success it was came from the Black Album. album. Yeah. yeah, the Black Album. It was like 88. No, it was, was it? 91. Oh, was it was in 91? All right. 89 was uh, Justice, right? Oh, I thought it was for 80, some reason. I thought it was, was All right, 91. Okay, my yeah. dates are wrong. But anyway, we are going off on a tangent <laughs> that is a completely Metallica veered. Tangent. But it's completely veered, like, completely, like, like, I don't know, 180 degrees from this story. I'll get back to it here. Someone in Australia just fell asleep. Yeah. A registered nurse. At the Rehabilitation Institute in Chicago, has been charged with sexually abusing a soldier with quadriplegia oh. who cannot speak. Oh. So it's kind of like uh, Johnny got his gun. I can't remember anything. Yeah, can't exactly. Can't this is real or a dream. Sorry. Diosco Flores, 39 years old, who's the nurse here, fondled the man four times. Between July 4th and August 6th in the soldier's room at the hospital. When you say fondled, you mean jerked him off or whatnot? You know, they don't specify, but I'm thinking... If I'm a quadriplegic that can't speak, I want to be jerked off by the nurse. I mean, yeah, but it's a male nurse. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, God. All right. The worst part about it is you can't move, you can't speak. Can you get a boner? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that, might, that might be uh, like a natural uh, you know, and reflex. Because they always say, like, if you... Um, like, you know, they were, there was a big thing about, like, uh, you know... Guys can't be raped because they can't, you know, because how could you get an erection? But it's a, you can't, it's an uncontrollable reaction to, to the situation. So Tell that to the so third grade self when I used to wear jogging pants at school. I learned the hard way. I didn't realize quads could get boners, but apparently, I mean, maybe you can. Or maybe, I mean, you say fondle, maybe the guy, like, stuck things in his asshole or something. Yeah, that's not cool. I mean, you never know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the soldier has been at the Institute since June. He was able to let his father know what happened using eye motions. Kind of did a Frank Moore. <laughs> I guess, well, you know what they say? He also had a spell board. So I it's kind of like Frank Moore. Yeah, like Frank Moore had a, a, a uh, Ouija board kind yeah. of thing. Uh, the father went to the staff who told him an internal investigation would be conducted. If that wasn't good enough, he also contacted police. And so the nurse was arrested this week and charged with felony aggravated criminal sexual abuse. Apparently, the victim's father or the victim's father said his son told him about the abuse a day after the second incident occurred. He it's said it like was, the, yeah, it's it was, like it's like the Uma Thurman fucking Kill Bill thing. Oh yeah, or right. the pussy wagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of the same thing. Yeah. He said it was shock at first and then anger afterwards. Um, he's and he couldn't believe what uh, what he was hearing because you know it's difficult for his kid to communicate. The son raises his eyes for yes and lowers them for no. And he also uses a board to spell out questions. And so 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. How would you even communicate this? Like some guy's sticking his dick in your ass. I mean, you know, you get blown up by an IED. You finally get back to the States. <laughs> you're fucking laying there miserable. Your entire life is ruined. Then you get fucked. <laughs> the, the worst part about it is like mentally he's 100% there. That's what right, doctors are right. saying. So, you know, he can – he's sentient. He can feel the dick in his ass. Right. You know, he knows this is going on, but you're powerless to do anything. At this point, his dad, he needs to do a mercy kill. Just put the pillow (laughs) over his face and just let the poor bastard fucking go off into eternity, you know? Because now he's got to lay there and watch Maury Povich thinking about the cock in his ass and the IED. But but what do you do? I mean, you're you're screaming from the inside. Like, you got this, this nurse here. Putting his dick in your ass or other things in your ass. You have no idea. He probably doesn't even have the courtesy of giving you a reach around, too. Yeah, I wonder, do you even get finished off? No, no. Because rapists don't care. They're selfish, you know? I don't think Frank Moore would have minded. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Frank would have liked the attention. Uh, the father asked his son, what do you want to do here? And the son said, yes, I want to file charges. And uh, the dad's proud of his kid for saying something. Um, apparently, the son was a sharpshooter, did a tour of duty in Afghanistan from 2011 until 2012. He suffered, suffered an injury this last May that left him a, uh, with quadriplegia. And the hospital taught him how to communicate. That's the trouble with, like, with like today's wars. Like, we have all these, you know, flak jackets and all this protection. Like they blow, it blows your like, arms and legs off or whatever, and it does all kind of damage, but it keeps you alive. But what kind of life is that? Right, you know? or it bashes your brain, and it keeps yeah. you alive, you know? Yeah. What I don't get, I mean, they don't really say... I mean, it sounds like he had a spinal injury or something, and his limbs are intact. They don't say that... Because, like, in Johnny Got His Gun, the guy didn't have arms or legs, He right? jumped on a grenade, right, in that movie? Yeah. Yeah. And, but he didn't have arms or legs. Right, physically, yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering arms. if, uh, you know, this dude probably had arms and legs. Yeah, he probably wouldn't have been fuckable without them. <laughs> well, would it? would probably be easier to maneuver him. That's true. You know? It's easy. You know, most of your girls uh, tend not to have arms and legs. Well, no, well they, they do when I start, but then when they have, <laughs> later on, they don't. It's like psycho. Yeah, you know, this guy uh, deserves a special place in hell here. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. To, to prey on somebody who is powerless and paralyzed. I mean, th- th- I would just want to die. I would, you know what I would do? I'd keep blinking to my dad like, yeah, I want to die. Spell it I out mean, on the spell board. Uh, I mean, like, go ahead. People, people like, you know, really, like, it, like, you could find an ugly, the ugly girl at a bar that would have sex with you. Right or an ugly dude if he's gay and he wants to do, like, why would you do that? Like, I don't understand. Like, you could have sex with a sheep. That like that would be more socially acceptable. It's a power thing. Raping, power yeah. Than raping so raping an, raping an invalid. Right. Yeah. I just, it's, I, you know, I don't get how uh, you know you work all day, you clean up people's shit, you know, you clean up people's puke, uh, right. their their open wounds. How does that give you a boner? You, well, you know, you're mopping the floor and you look up and you're like. Before I go home tonight, I'm going to fuck me that retard. <laughs> I say like, that all the time. And the worst part about it is, you know, you're – so you're in this vessel. You are 100% mentally coherent. You see the guy come in the room, and you just know you're about to get fucked in the ass, and there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's the a fate worse than death. It's like the perks of the job. Like, perks of our job is we get, you know – Sharpies and post-its, you know, the perk of his job, he gets to shag a retard. Yeah, you know? that's true. Well, that's well true. an invalid, a quadruped. No, no. <laughs> but there's probably other retards Okay, there. there's probably people, yeah, <laughs> retarded people right. who also get it. Right. Yeah, so it's just a good thing that this guy is going to be locked away. That's true. Um, yeah. But God, this reminds me of summer camp. Oh, wait, is this thing on? 
All right, moving on here. The second story that we received for uh, episode 405 came in from James. Uh, The second story we got here for episode 405 came in from James. James writes, I guess he has even less of a chance now. Keep up the good work, guys. Uh, What he's referring to is a lonely Chinese bachelor who hacked off his own penis after failing to find love. You know, Sleazy, this this story might uh, hit a little too close to home for you. Yeah, can I turn off right now? You you might want to shut this one off. Uh, Mm. um, Apparently, a depressed Chinese bachelor cut off his own penis because... uh, um, he was depressed uh, and unable to find love. He said he sliced off his manhood since he had no more use for it. Uh, then he ended up cycling to the hospital, changed his mind, to, uh, have it, uh, to have them fix it. We've all been And there. reattach it. Didn't end up working out for the guy. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever been that depressed about your lack of uh, pussy? I mean, Lack just, of just, vagina just in your life. beat that fucker until it's bloody, you know what I mean? Just make a raspberry swirl, you know, all over your computer if you have it. I mean, you're in China. You a have raspberry a swirl. Yeah, you know. <laughs> what I mean, a like disgusting LG mental <laughs> image. <laughs> We've all done it. Jesus Christ, dude. I feel bad for your cock. <laughs> I would have, too, when I was 14. I felt sorry for that poor thing. This guy's 26 years old, right. though. Well, exactly. He's know. got a lot a of life ahead of development, him. You know? yeah, he's he's got, in China. He's got a lot of life ahead of him. Him, though, and uh, here he is slicing off his manhood. But have you seen half those Chinese broads? Jesus Christ, even if you do get one, fuck. Well, okay, you know, maybe, Sleazy, have you ever been to China? You've been to the, the, the well, you've been to Asia, right? I've been to China multiple times, yeah. Okay, do they have porn in China? Yeah, 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 of course they do, yeah. Is it but regulated? Like, can they get on com? I mean, in in mainland, yeah, in mainland China. I haven't really been to main. I mean, I've been to mainland, but not real mainland China. Um, yeah, and a lot of stuff is is like is uh, is they they they, they, they censor it, it right? Yeah. So, so I don't I've, really know, but I mean, you know, and, and, as a Westerner going in there too, like you don't really get access to what it's really like, you know. Yeah, I'm talking about like, the equivalent of like jerking off to Sears bra ads, you know. But I mean, you can still do well, it. Well, you can still do it. Right. But I mean, do they even get like a Victoria's Secret catalog? Like, There's got to be what... something. Everybody has their Good something. Good enough for me back in the day, you know. I yeah. mean, now now kids have got like, you know, t- uh, teenage midget G-man. Yeah, they, I mean, you have a whole smorgasbord it's of ridiculous. porn to look at. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to explain to, you know, the younger generation, uh, yeah, I used to jerk off the National Geographic. <laughs> what else are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, now I have to go to nationalgeographic.com. Yeah, but, it, it, you know, it, I guess part of the thing here, well, let me get into the meat of the story here, no pun intended. Good Lord. <laughs> a Chinese Good man Lord. frustrated at being single cut off his own penis, and then in agony, he decided to cycle to a hospital for treatment. So he got on his bike, rode all the way to the hospital. When he arrived there, doctors told him they couldn't help save his manhood because he didn't have the severed append- or severed penis with him. They ordered him to cycle back home to get the penis before he could be treated. When Yang Hu, age 26, Yang Hu, Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have any spare ones. Like Wang, no. Yeah, I, that, that's yeah, what I'm wondering. How about an executed prisoner? You know. Well, this is what he said. He goes, when Yang Hu eventually arrived back at the hospital with the severed member, 
Doctors told him that, that it had been without blood for too long. It was impossible to reattach it. So, I mean, what, what was the guy thinking? Like, he drove all the way, the, rode all the way to the hospital. Maybe he was in shock and not thinking clearly. But what do you think they're going to attach to his, you know, I general mean, region? Yeah. Sausage. They have a, so, like, you know, a big kielbasa or something. An egg roll? Yeah, an egg roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what he was thinking A cat there. penis? <laughs> so, Yang's friend said it, he had become increasingly depressed about the fact that since moving to the city, he could not find a girlfriend. And uh, he was also working long hours in a clothing factory slash sweatshop in East China, and he doubted he would ever have a chance to meet a woman. You know, it's kind of indicative now of life in China for the uh, the young male bachelor. Isn't there a shortage? We were just talking about the women. Yeah, I mean yeah. that one uh, child policy and everyone drowning their daughters in uh, buckets and uh, having only sons. Now it's three guys to every one chick. Right. So now. it's three to one. Three to one. Yeah, but is that still going on, this one-child policy? I believe so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they're still drowning kids in buckets? I think this is an urban myth. Well, you no. know what they do? They give them up for adoption, and Westerners take them. But, yeah, they, uh, they definitely want yeah. a son. You know? Angelina Jolie's got half of them. I yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think she's getting Could cut off from Chinese kids. You're, you know, all the little poor Chinese kids are lined up. Angelina Jolie comes and picks one out, and you're the kid right next to that kid. You know? It's like, you just lost a fucking lot of... <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. By, like, one kid, you know? I always think about those Should have wore kids. some Axe body spray that day. Um, but, yeah, you know, it makes me wonder, so... You're, it's three to one, yeah. men versus women. How do you find a girl there? Do they have, like, okay Cupid? Do they, they do have crazy dating shit. Sites? They do these, like, American Idol-type tryouts in parks. I saw it on the Daily Show. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, Vice uh, went and did one of them, too. And they go, and you oh. have to audition for a date, essentially. And the <laughs> parents decide, too. That's part of wait, it. Okay, wait. They audition how? Like, the guys audition for a date with a, with the, for the parents of this girl? And her, also. Yeah, yeah, They're in the audience. What do they do? They go up on stage, and they say what their uh, retirement package is like, what they're doing for a job, what their portfolio looks like. And if they can sing, they do a little singing. And yeah, yeah, they put on a show. They do. And it's the saddest fucking thing you've ever seen in your life. You Jesus know? Christ. You know, I'm, I'm just thinking about it, it you know personally i have no idea what i'd be able to offer a woman yeah i know i, I host booze. a podcast <laughs> <laughs> i'd be like here's yeah. a, here's some uh booze you know <laughs> i have a job where i barely make any money i run an apartment um <laughs> you're probably not going to come 75 percent of the time we fuck. yeah exactly <laughs> you know? I, i'm probably going to you disappoint 25. you yeah um Wow, that's so they they hold these American Idol type auditions. That's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. That's how they get laid. Well, that's just one way they're doing it. There's you know, there's probably I mean, a bunch of different ways. I blame it. the government for this. Why don't they bring in some women from like other countries? How do you do that? You kidnap them in the middle. No, of the night? I mean, why don't they just like offer incentives for women from other countries? Like, hey, move to well, uh, China. In certain parts of uh, in certain parts of China, they do like like. Um, the in in Hong Kong, like the Philippine, like Filipinos, are treated as like the Mexicans here, as like the you know, the the hardworking you know restaurant people or you know service industry or nannies or whatever like that, and they give them like visas to come in and just work menial jobs and stuff. So that's one way they date. And then you it. can bang them the way we do Mexicans. Yeah. <laughs> do you get I to? Do. do they get to have sex with all the Filipinas, the hot Filipinas? Well, they're like it's really bad. Like they're, like Filipinos in 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 Hong Kong are like are like you know third class citizens. Like people won't touch them. You know. Really. Culturally. Yeah. Okay. You know what? It's the caste system. That's yeah. the that's their problem. Basically. 
Yeah. Well, no, it's like well, they kind of have the same thing when yeah, you think but about they it. They got though. their dicks on a pedestal. Right. We don't really think of the Chinese as human beings, do we? I mean, <laughs> but it's because Whoa. every now and then you get these articles. Like they, when you get, you don't get articles about just daily life in China. You only get the articles about right. like, oh, they're boiling cats today, or they're cutting off their dicks, or they're uh, committing suicide at the Apple iPod factory. Right, jumping off the roof. You know, the best story though is during the Olympics, uh, they went around and there was uh, barbecue pork buns that were being served outside of the Olympics, and uh, the the. The uh, the bun for the barbecue pork bun was old Chinese newspapers that was dipped in like battery acid to turn it into a goo and then cooked into a bun and they had to stop it and when I heard that story I just I I just busted out laughing I I, I don't know you thank God for China no that's a real story wait sleazy don't you have a shirt that has like Chinese characters on it that you walk through Chinatown that says like I'm looking or I'm looking for a Chinese <laughs> woman don't you have something like that. No, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay. Actually, you know, I'm joking about this. But Sleazy was telling me that white guys will wear shirts with Chinese characters on it that says, "What does it say?" It says, "Like I'm looking for a Chinese woman or something." Yeah, yeah. Basically, like you know, announcing, advertising, you know, your your situation, and you know, and hopefully somebody will jump on that. You get, you know, I guess you you win a cute girl, a cute young girl, and then they win, like you know. Their, uh, a their family paid for for yeah. the next ten years. <laughs> do the uh, do the Chinese like us round eyes though? I know the Japanese do. Oh, when totally. I was in Japan, yeah. they well, I mean, us. they call us guaylo, which means like white dragon, which means like you know. Um, but I mean, you know, they'll take our money and spit in our face, you know. So. <laughs> Just like their American equivalent. You know? <laughs> I mean. Yeah, that's so. Uh, apparently, this guy it must be difficult for the Chinese bachelor. Yang Hu's depression grew so bad. That he returned home from work this past week to his rented room, and he just decided to cut his member off because there's no use for it anyway. And he thought it would stop him from thinking about a girlfriend, which it doesn't. No, you need to cut the balls off. Yeah, you got to cut the balls off for that, too. Um, Then, so he incredibly managed to cycle all the way to the hospital. Then he cycled all the way back to collect the severed member, then back to the hospital, and they couldn't reattach it anyway. No. I like the way that they made him bicycle all the way back to get it. They didn't like send a car or an ambulance or, an ambulance. or something. You know? yeah. I wonder if they let him keep it. You know, well, I mean, in dry, jaw. dry out, hanging around your neck. I don't know. They put him from aldehyde. Yeah, uh, his yeah, friend like Angelina Jolie did with uh, with uh, Billy Bob Thornton's blood. Oh yeah, hang around your neck. <laughs> get, get, yeah, get a nice necklace there. She's come up a lot this uh, this podcast. His friends <laughs> criticized doctors, saying that they had provided the man with an amb- if if they had provided the man with an ambulance, he might have managed to get home quicker. His private parts could have been saved. But what is an ambulance over there? Just a uh, flashing light on another bicycle? I mean, I, Yeah, what are those things called? A rickshaw? <laughs> rickshaw? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what, though? I'm surprised that this guy actually has friends. Because don't you think if he had friends, he would call you up and be like, hey, I'm really depressed. I'm thinking about chopping my dick off. I got one of those text messages the other night. <laughs> Can you jerk me off? What's he going to say to his friends? I mean, yeah, but I mean, if okay, if you called me up and you said that, I'd be like, you know, Casey... You'd probably you, say chop on Okay, I probably would, but I also might say, why don't you uh, go on OkCupid or something? Right, right, right. No, why, why, why I said, I said, before you do that, can you give me the $60 you owe me? Right. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. You know? And then chop your dick off because you might die. Uh, anyway, people, if you're that depressed, there's no reason to cut your dick off because now what? Uh, now, this guy's 
obviously he didn't die. Now he's going to have to go through life just with nothing down there. Actually, that might be the wrong message. I think if you are depressed, you should chop your dick off. Less competition. There's too many dudes out there. Yeah, but, okay, I'm, what I'm saying, if you're that depressed to chop your dick kill off yourself. or maim yourself, kill, kill yourself. Yeah, kill yeah, yourself. Yeah, you know, I mean, you might as well do the world Jump a favor. Jump off the there. roof of the garment factory. Yeah. That's a good idea. Anyway, uh, people, thanks for sending your story. Send them to sickerwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. We got some phone calls to get to. We actually got some really good calls this week. I want to commend everybody out there, all the callers that have been calling the show. Uh, we got some really good ones. Of course, I can't get to all of them uh, this week, but I did uh, handpick some of my favorites. So uh, we're going to get to that in a second. 206-666-3846 is the uh, Sick and Wrong hotline. Um, before we get to that, here's a word from our sponsor. AdamandEve.com Hey, sick and wrong listeners. Want to add a little spice to your sex life? Go to AdamandEve.com You'll get 50% off your purchase. Free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no, Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. All right, we got a few phone calls here. The Sick Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. The first call that we got is a bit of a My Two Cents call. So let me roll the theme music. My Two Cents with Dean Lance. All right, here you go. Now, uh, keep an open mind about this one there, fellers. Sick and Ron, I'm going to try this one more time. Every time I tried it before my damn phone line. This guy called like three times. Waiting. Mm. I need uh, some two cents help, and I'm going to have to do this one as anonymous because my uh, son listens to this podcast. So uh, He's not going to recognize his voice. Yeah, no, I was about to say, it's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sure your son's going to know the voice. But hey, maybe not. All right, here we go. No my action if he gets this deal. So hear me out on this before, uh, you know, wiping out the uh, answering machine and disinfecting it. Um, got a beautiful little mid-sized dog, and uh, one day I was sitting down to just have a wank and enjoy the cornucopia of internet porn. I know where this and, is going. And uh, mm. she kept trying to crawl underneath the uh, computer table there. And uh, before you fuckers come up with, uh, you know, bullshit, I wasn't jerking off with peanut butter and my dick in a McRib or yeah, right. some other crazy shit, bacon fat. Subway sandwich. So anyway, I'm having a whack. This, this dog's under there, and she's trying to get to my cock, and she's bumping around and putting her cold nose on my nutsack, and I just was annoyed, so I grabbed her and threw her outside. So calling bullshit on this. And uh, didn't think much of it, went back and finished the job. So a week or two later, same deal, but uh, she managed to like climb under there and get a better angle on the thing, and uh, my first thought was, man, there's a lot of teeth in this goddamn mouth. But uh, my cock's thought was there's about six inches of 
pink velvet in between those teeth. So. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wow. wait a minute. As soon as you refer to your dog's mouth as pink velvet, pink velvet, there's an there's issue. There's a serious problem. Kid, kid, if you're out there and you're listening and you recognize your dad's voice, immediately do not uh, stop. Do not uh, go past uh, jail or whatever. Call the fucking police. You know what I would do? You know what I would do? I would like wait and try to videotape this incident because now you got blackmail forever. I don't get the dog out of the house. I'm a dog lover. Yeah, but <laughs> you're mad saying, fucking your dog's face, goddamn. Yeah, man. but you got blackmail forever. Well, Anything you, you draw want. The line somewhere. Yeah, it's I want I want the new Bioshock. Okay, now you got it. You little data. Because I'll show this to mom. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. You know? okay. But anyway, let, let's just hear this out because I'm I'm having uh, severe doubts here <sighs> that, of the veracity yeah. of this story. And she loved to lap up the gravy. So uh, here's the deal. You know, no more crusty uh, sweat socks is not a bad thing. But a couple hundred episodes ago, Whackman said that uh, the animal thing depends on who's pitching and who's catching. And uh, the bottom line, this is, uh, she's a total cock whore now. I mean, I can't even scratch my nose. dog's a cock whore. Once you refer to your dog as a cock whore. And and, uh, sniff it all over. So uh, here's my two cents. What do I do? Uh, recede into the shadows like a pervert I probably am? Or do I wake up and uh, smile because I have man's best friend with benefits? Uh, keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Let me know. I suggest chemical castration, <laughs> personally. <laughs> I, I, I suggest Chinese castration. <laughs> to get a bike right to the hospital. Oh, God. What do you think there, uh, Sleazy? I, I say get two bricks and slam them together really hard. And then somebody will say, well, doesn't that hurt? And go, well, only if you get your thumbs in the way. I don't quite understand. <laughs> what do you mean, on your dick? On there, on his dick. Oh, on his dick. So you're <laughs> thinking he should smash his penis. Well, someone should do it for him. I, I'm thinking the first, okay, well, first of all, I'm going to suspend my disbelief because I think this call is utter bullshit. And he's just trying to be funny, which it is funny. I hope. But I, well, I hope to, but I'm I'm suspending the disbelief there, and I'm going to reference what Wackman said what, a few hundred episodes ago. Wackley was saying when we used to do, uh, you know, we do bestiality stories. There's a difference between whether you're fucking the creature or whether the creature is fucking Mr. You. Hands losing his intestines. Well, th- that's the thing. If you're fucking that creature you know you're fucking the the mare or the horse right you know it's unnatural because it's like you're standing behind it with your human penis inside of it you're taking advantage of the animal that's bestiality right but if the horse is fucking you it's just another hole and he's aroused right is it bestiality is it wrong my dad had the same thing he told me that but he said instead of bestiality it was with the help you know <laughs> with the help <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's wrong to fuck the hell, but if the hell fucks you, you know. But so anyway, what, what, I guess the point, the fact of the matter is here. Dude, you're fucking your dog. Right, right. You, you, whether you're well, actually, orally but- having sex with it or you're not, that, that isn't natural to do that. To, you're not supposed to stick your penis in a dog's mouth. I think, though, that he's saying the dog cleans up the mess. No, what he I'm was getting. saying six inches of velvety tongue. Velvety pink. Okay. But, I mean... I guess it's another situation where, like, isn't there a better option? Like, can't you just go to a bar and meet some, like, you know, sleazy barfly girl and take her home? See, that's how we think because we're normal. Yeah, but how about this? Your wife. 
Um, there might not be a wife. <laughs> okay, well, he didn't say whether or not he is married. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what would you I'm do? assuming there's not a wife. And if there what? is, she's probably not fuckable at this point. You know what I find interesting about this? And this is why I'm also calling bullshit. So, Casey, you have a small dog. I do. You have a small dog. And right I don't even like him looking at me when I'm jerking off. Well, that's out. what I'm wondering. Like, right. when you're masturbating, right. you're in your room, you're jerking off the porn. Is your dog in the room with you? Sometimes he lays on the bed, and sometimes I look over, and I'm beating it, and he's licking his balls, and we both giggle. We make eye contact. <laughs> that's that's kind of gay. That's uh, that's David Tell. Uh, but, uh, no, I don't even want him in the room. I just he, That dog is coitus interruptus. You know, I got a broad in bed, and he wants to snuggle next to us mid-coitus. So he's out of the room. But I'm Absolutely. talking about when you're jerking off. Right, like, right. This guy's jerking off. His right, dog's right. under the Yeah, yeah, I don't, let the, I don't let the dog anywhere near me. I remember and when... he uh, knows. He knows the game. He well, knows. I remember when, uh, when uh, me and my ex-girlfriend, moved, the one I moved down here for, we got that little dog. And I think the whole reason she got that little dog is so I couldn't jack off at home. Really? Because, yeah, because that dog, you know, craved attention. It was a little puppy. So she'd want to be in my, my – I had, like, this little office area off to the side of the front door. The dog would want to be in the office the whole time while I'm in there. So right. I couldn't jerk off with the dog staring at me. And then if, you know, I would lock her out of the room, she'd just scratch on the door the whole time. Yeah, we'll let them scratch. I had I mean, to put her in a cage. Okay. But so that's the, what you got to do. <laughs> but the thing is, I couldn't get a boner. I couldn't maintain a boner with that little dog staring up at me or thinking I'm playing and trying to jump on the chair. I have found, though, the older I get, the harder it is to come. And sometimes I need a dog staring at me. Sometimes I need a clown staring at me. And sometimes I a need clown. a squirrel crawling on my back. But there's, yeah, no, I dig As long it. as it's not a six-year-old. Uh, right, okay. right, right. Yeah. I, you know, uh, Guy, if if this is a authentic, an authentic... Uh, call here an authentic my two cents question i'm just gonna say stop fucking your dog like now stop doing this jerk off the porn continue doing that right but just stop involving your dog and i think the dog will forget uh that how much it loves cock and eventually you'll just have a normal relationship with your animal that involves like you know, throwing a tennis ball around. Right. We have an unwritten contract with dogs. They're our best friends, right? And part of the contract is we don't fucking fuck them and we don't eat them. God damn it. Yeah, China. you're not supposed to eat them either. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's the uh, second call. Uh, I think Sleazy can relate to this one. Hey, Dan Lance. It's Steph from Jersey. Um, I just figured I had some a pretty good uh, story to tell you guys that just happened. Um, literally not even... 12 minutes ago, I just got my first uh, two-pump chump experience. <laughs> nice. Um, so like- I had just broken up with my boyfriend over some stupid stuff that happened in Florida, of course. So she must have just got two-pumped 12 minutes ago, and she's right. calling the sick wrong hotline. Where is she from, do you know? I just uh, She's in Jersey, but I like how okay. timely this call is. It's good. It's okay. good, ladies. It's a good idea to call the sick wrong hotline right after you have sex. But like you know, before you even us. clean up, yeah, yeah, call up, call the hotline. On a vacation, and I, I guess, hooked up with my ex-boyfriend, and you know, I thought it'd be okay because sex was okay with him in the past and whatnot. And then he comes over here, and it's just freaking terrible. Like the foreplay is so bad. I had to pretend like nobody's business that it just was not him, and that it was actually good. And then. After finally getting him on top of me, he goes, like, it's literally two pumps, not even fully in and just done. 
That's awesome. I think yeah. that was just like the most meaningless, just, oh, God, it was a terrible experience never again. Oh, so, in other words, oh, scarred for life now. It sounds perfect. Um, but yeah, all my <laughs> I don't understand Florida, what's wrong I also realized why crime is freaking nuts over there because every fucking officer there is at El Pollo Loco. Oh, shit, not El Pollo Loco. They're all the fucking same. Pollo Tropical. I was there with my pothead sister, and literally there were five cops just sitting there on their computers, just chilling, doing nothing. I promise you I saw someone steal a bike outside. No one one even gave a fuck. I'll pull you a tropical. Well, I love you guys. Bye. Wow, so two-pump chump here. Sleazy, how many times have you been accused of that? Um, well, if you add them all up, then it wouldn't be too chump. <laughs> That's true. Good point. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, wait. One pump. Um, you know, I wonder about this, this, what I wonder about this situation. Do you think the ex-boyfriend's getting his revenge here? Could be. But I, I still don't see the problem with this. I don't understand what the issue is. <laughs> are you? Wait, wait, are you? Have you ever actually been a two pumper? Uh, I've been a one pumper. It happens. It happens. Good lord! <laughs> All right, Sleazy. When's the last time you one pumped a girl? Well, it's like it's like the joke. It's like uh, you know, how do you how do you uh, make a girl orgasm? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's like, give me uh, ten inches and uh, hurt me. So. I fucked her four times and then hit her with a brick. You know? It's been a while <laughs> since I've prematurely ejaculated, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. But even when I did, I think I got at least three pumps. How do you just get two pumps? That's true. That's true. Like, that's just, that's weird to me. Like, that's like in, out, in, done. Right. Sometimes, though, I'm so thrilled I get an erection post-whiskey that I'm just so happy I got an erection. <laughs> I just come right away. I'm just so fucking happy. Like, oh, my God, I got hard. You know? So okay, what what do you say though? I guess that's the, the recovery here. So uh, you you end up like pumping twice, you right. blow your load. What do you say? Well, what you should do if you want to be a gentleman, you should still keep going until it gets limp, and then fake an orgasm. <laughs> Give them at least ten. Yeah, but right? they know they, they, <laughs> they feel it though, don't oh, they? I'm usually talking condom here. I guess if yeah, if yeah, you're but not I wearing think a condom. even with a condom, they feel you like blowing your load. Well, they might, they might not. You never know. So wait, you keep going with your condom-filled, you know, fastly limpening penis. I've had to do that. I've had to do <laughs> like, that. Like wait, so it's I've like a that. desperate attempt. Like that maybe I'll get her to orgasm yeah. with just these yes. last few strokes. Yes. Sleazy, do you do that? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> I usually, you know, what I'll do? I'll just be like, "Whoa, that was quick." Um, well, we'll oh, try just, again in a little bit. <laughs> Normally, I just wipe it on the curtains, and she hits the roof. <laughs> yeah, I bet you that works for you. That works well for you. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I try to flatter them, though. I'm like, oh, my God, I came quick because you're so hot. <laughs> yeah, I bet that works quite well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here's the last one. Hey. Oh, shit. Wait, wrong. Right, wrong one there. Here's the last one. It has to do with a... Uh, so last week, I think it was last week, might have been two weeks ago, we were talking about riding the Muni, and some guy pulled out a gun. Did you hear about this? And he shot another passenger. And on no the one Muni. did anything? No one did anything. Yeah. Everyone was on their tablets and their iPhones. I read about that. Yeah, it was kind of a big deal. So anyway, I was saying, I was commenting, you know, if somebody took out a knife, if you were sitting on the Muni and some guy took out a knife, would you do something? That happened to me. 
Did you do anything? Uh, my buddy Jeff and I jumped up real quick and started yelling for the driver. <laughs> Did the driver do anything? Yeah, he stopped the bus. And, he and got, what happened yeah. to the guy? And we, we walked around him. We got off the bus real quick and ended up walking down the uh, mission. So. Yeah, but what happened to the guy with I the knife? I don't know. I don't know. He was homeless and he was, you know, had a knife, was waving it around kind of casually, and other people were trying to ignore him. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Sleazy, has that ever happened to you on public trans? Yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. I've had, uh, not necessarily on the, on the transit, but like on the street too, like knives pulled, guns pulled and stuff. I was with my girlfriend one time and uh, these two little punks came up and they pulled a gun on us and stuff. And um, and I was actually kind of drunk and high at the time, so I was acting all manly and saying, no, I'm not giving you fucking nothing. And then next, then the next thing she knows, she's crying. And then she's like mad at me for a week because she's like, you could have got us killed. And I was like, yeah, how much money did you have on you? 20 bucks. <laughs> how much? Like 20 bucks? 20 bucks? She gave him 20 bucks, and I was like, why are you giving him any money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's worth a stab wound. Well, here's what this guy says, what he would do if he was on the train and some guy pulled the knife out. What's up, Sick and Rock? I'm listening to 402 here. And so in response to your little thought experiment about, like, what would you do in that situation if a guy's not, like, on a train with a gun and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not saying I'm a big guy or, like, I could take him on, but I would try to work my way to the e-brake and just pull the e-brake on a train because if he's standing, walking around, you that's a strong guy. You don't have ground. those. Yeah. I could probably stomp his ass out once he's on the ground. And, again, it's kind of like one of those things where you got to just kind of wait for that opportunity to come where he's not really paying that much attention and you just, like, nonchalantly, you know, just, just pull the brake. Get over there. And that's also kind of hoping on the fact the e-brake is working and that it's going to stop the train quick, like really quickly and like dramatically. But that's probably what I would do. Otherwise, I'd look for an opportunity to punch him in the armpit. There's a bundle of nerves there where if you get a really good punch, it'll Did actually you want to touch like a homeless guy's five armpit? to ten minutes of paralysis off right. uh, that side of the body. So, I mean, it's extremely painful. These like, are Hollywood done, like, fantasies. Like, tactic, you're, like, going around the city of Chicago and stuff like that, like, if I ever get, like, brought up by, like, a guy with a gun or a knife, my first strike is always, my plan has always been to hit him in the armpit. So it'll paralyze This has never happened to this guy. Yeah. So this is such, sick, like, hindsight that's, that's situation. I'm going to run a train or walk around, go for the armpit. Anyways, bye. Dude, okay, okay, Bruce Willis, you've never been in a fight yeah, before. Yeah, this is not a street smart guy. <laughs> you know what? The thing about the crazy homelesses, and this has happened to me quite a few times. I've seen quite a few knives. Uh, they have nothing to lose. Nothing yeah, to that's, lose. That's the problem. And you have everything to lose. You know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and you got to worry about that because they don't care. <laughs> they will stab you. Cause oh they, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what what else is this guy? This guy sleeps on a box right. on the floor on the sidewalk. Right. You know, this guy doesn't pull his pants down to piss. Yeah. Ever. His pants are encrusted with feces. <laughs> yeah. That's over and a week And you're going to bite him? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, for me, I don't even care. Like, when's the last time you had a knife drawn on you? In San Francisco, in the Sunset, or in the Richmond District, I was um, doing laundry, and this crazed uh, guy wielding a knife. He had, like, a kitchen knife, though. And he's running around, crazy look in his eye. I don't know what he was on, screaming and yelling, starts coming in the laundromat. It's me, my ex-girlfriend at the time, a Mexican woman, and a little kid. And that's it in the laundromat. I'm the dude. I see him coming. I Did you sit, throw the kid at the guy? I grabbed the freaking, you know, <laughs> those, as a shield? those laundry carts that you walk around with. I grabbed, I ran with it, I slammed it into the door and held the door shut and started screaming, call 911, call 911. I'll tell you what, though, the cops did get there quick. 
Oh, did they? Yeah. Like, and he ran. The, the guy, guy ran. And they went after him. I don't know what happened. It was just another night in San Francisco. Do you think he was trying to rob you or try to stab you? He was nuts. He yeah. was he was he was muttering a bunch of craziness. And he came he came at the window, and that was enough for me. You know, I saw him, and I'm like, "That's it. We're all getting stabbed, people." <laughs> well, that was the whole thing about uh, San Francisco. What we were talking about in the podcast a couple of weeks ago was we were saying, like, you know, fucking homeless people get on those trains. They get on the Muni, oh, yeah. and then they, yeah, like if one pulled out the pulled out a knife, I probably wouldn't do anything. I'd move away. But I'm yeah. not going to freak out and be like, this man has a knife. I, yeah, yeah but like, I mean, the homeless people are insane. Right. One thing you've got to say about SF, though, the, the pigs do come. They do come pretty quickly. I don't if, know if they... You know, no, they don't come unless you say, like, they're armed. Like, if, they, if you say they have... That's the best thing to say. If you say they have a gun, they'll be there in seconds. Okay. Like, if you just say, oh, I'm going to be, you know, oh, I just had an altercation with this person they don't give a shit like my i got my bike one one year i got my bike stolen my well my friend was riding my bicycle and he he got he got it taken from him and he said he got it taken from him like at gunpoint and so he told the cops and they were there immediately like they said okay we're gonna go and find him we will find him and then uh they he the guy i found it later on some kid was riding it and i just <laughs> punched him off the bike took it back and rode back to work <laughs> the guy chased after me came back to my work and he was outside and give me back my fucking bike I was the like, you stolen know bike yeah i'm like you know it's not your bike go home piss off right <laughs> and then in the meantime like the guy who had the bike stolen from him was behind me on the phone calling the cops dude in like seconds the cops were there with their guns drawn drop to your knees it was like fucking five cop cars that's what you've got to say. If you want any kind of action, you just got to say. You got to say the guy's armed? They, yeah. They but at least you get that in that stuff. You don't get that in L.A. You know what I mean? Like, L.A., you don't know. Yeah, they, they got plenty on their plate, and they might not care about your neighborhood. You yeah, know? it seems like in L.A., like, they really don't do anything. But no, I bet you, if you yeah. maybe if you said they're armed, that's, that's a good idea. Possibly, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess, could you imagine if the if the SF Muni or the bar train had an e-brake that the public could pull? <laughs> you would be flying through windows constantly. Dude, I mean, <laughs> you think about all the crazy motherfuckers that ride SF public transportation. I would be, I mean, it would happen all the time. I just remember, I'm thinking back, I'm sitting next to a guy. He shoots a needle into his arm, but it's not one of those big needles. It's one of those little diabetic needles, right? Draws blood. So I think he was a diabetic, not a junkie. But then proceeds to take the needle out of his arm and squirt the blood. I jumped up and got toward the door as quick as I possibly could. And this was pre everyone on their smartphone constantly. God Other people did the exact God. same thing. And when the bus stopped, we just got off. We're like, that's it. Yeah, this well, bus is ruined. They, they would never have an e-brake. Like, this guy, I think, is talking about the L train in Chicago, which... Does that have an e-brake? I'm I pretty the sure it does. Does it? I uh, think it does. And the public can pull it? I think so. I think it's in. I think it's encased in plastic. Okay. A lot, of, a lot of ones do in England. Like remember when Vivian like got his head cut off in in the young ones. He pulled the the, the thing so he could go back and get his head. Uh, oh yeah, he pu- he pulled the brakes. I bet you they do there. But it just. I, I think that's giving a lot of trust to the public. I think you could do that in England, probably, but not. not, not <laughs> yeah, in pro- San probably not in San Francisco. Yeah. Anyway, people call the Sigaron hotline, 206-666-3846. Okay, uh, um, iTunes. 
We appreciate you subscribing to the show on iTunes. I know we mention it every week, but it does help us out. Uh, you know, they have the top 200 list of comedy podcasts. And every time you subscribe and rate and comment, Sigaron goes up in our rankings. More exposure, more visibility, and more listeners. So we appreciate it. So definitely listen to the show on iTunes. Also, Sigaron Tees. You know what? Uh, Casey over here was instrumental in designing that new Sigaron T-shirt. Not to mention the whole look of the website. And uh, I used the Angry Birds font, and I can't believe you kept oh, it. Oh, shit. Hey, actually, long. you designed that John Wayne Gacy yeah. logo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the website was designed by a guy named Chris who actually did the WordPress site. But you you designed the, the font and the John the whole John well, Wayne I didn't Gacy design the logo. font. I just grabbed the Angry Birds font kind of as a goof, and you guys ran with it. I'm like, <laughs> all right, you want to be Angry Birds? That's I like cool. it. It's good. All right. But uh, yeah, like I, I initially designed the S, the SWL logo T with the Groucher skull and everything, and Casey made it look all pretty and fancy because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can go buy one of these fancy new Sickerong logo tees at com slash store. And while you're wearing it around, feeling proud and, and uh, good that you're a good human being, you can thank Casey. For designing that. Also, uh, dudes, uh, yeah, they are all caught up like they are in the photo, and you just have to wear it like that. It's cool. We're doing <laughs> yeah, you it. Got, in you got to wear it all sexy. <laughs> That's what you got to wear it yeah. as. So buy a T-shirt today. We appreciate that. The Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was selected personally by Sleazy E. Sleazy, you want to introduce this one? I guess. Oh, yeah. It's a good friend of mine. Uh, good friends of mine, I guess, of uh, San Francisco Bay Area band, Death Valley High. Um... They are touring very soon and shortly, um, mainly only on the um, the West Coast, uh, Nevada, California. How, how would you describe their sound? They're kind of like they call goth themselves punk? doom pop, but um, it's doom very pop. kind of nine, nine, nine I've inch nails, heard of doom pop. Uh, harder nine inch nails, uh, but you know with a real band. Um, and this song is actually just they just released this song, and it's kind of a. A live mashup with uh, Talking Heads, Psycho Killer, and um, Monsters in the Parasol by Queens of the Stone Age, but then with a bit of TVH twist on it. So they're a great band. Check them out when you can. What, um, what's the song called? Song is called um, uh, Psycho in the Parasol. Psycho yeah. in your Parasol. Are they referring to Davy Havoc here from uh, <laughs> AFI? Yeah, no, that's Psycho. With a parasol. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about? The mm-hmm. guy from AFI used to... Does he still do that? Does he still carry they around a parasol? They have a new record that just came out last week, so we'll, we'll, well, I'm sure we'll see some videos and exposure of him and we'll know that... Well, I remember Sleazy and I went to the Warp Tour... It was what year the, was that? It was a few years ago. Well, I don't even remember when that was. Remember we were on NoFX's bus and taking their beer? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Davey Havoc was there, and the dude was carrying around a black parasol. Really? Because it was so hot, you know? Yeah, oh, it's a God, dude, shame. So delicate. <laughs> so delicate. <laughs> my skin is so fair. I need my parasol. Um, yeah, maybe they are referring to him, though. Anyway, Death Valley High, great band. Your buddy Rake, uh, uh, is he the singer or do you play guitar? Yeah, singer. singer yeah. He's a singer. The song's called Psycho in Your Parasol. Go check it out, deathvalleyhigh.com. You can learn more about the band, see if they're touring in your area. So we're going to end the show here with Psycho in Your Parasol. Uh, Sleazy and Casey, thanks for being on the show. Hey, no problem. It's been That's a lot of fun. For. Yeah, you guys, are, we'll, we'll have to have you guys on again. And uh, Sleazy, uh, you didn't get the sex change. I just want to let that. Not yet. No, you know? no, not yet. I'm still waiting. It's like... Um, Kickstarter. A lottery system, you know, so I'm waiting for 
for, for the winning ticket. I think you should do a Kickstarter there. I, I would donate 20 bucks if you need me to. Yeah, I think it's a little bit more than that. But it's, it's, <laughs> what are the benefits, though? Um, I'm hoping Wackily will be back here next week, but uh, you never know. I mean, his girlfriend might want to go get a banana split or a chocolate malt at the soda shop. She might want to go apple picking. <laughs> and then ride around on the yeah. tandem bicycle. Yeah. So I never know what what type of uh, couple. Maybe go on the paddle boat. On Maybe Lake next week and they're making the book of us. <laughs> <laughs> could, they, they might actually be just spending the whole weekend watching The Notebook and crying. Yeah, I have true. no idea what might happen. But uh, hopefully he will be back here next week. One thing for sure, we will be back next week. So um, until then, take a sleazy.
laying in my bed. Every night I dream of Lance giving me head. Faggots.